So it's finger licking grief. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions about people with any type of food addiction or hunger problems or just any bad relationship with food, if you are one of those people, the biggest misconception is that you are lazy, that you are a couch potato, that all you do is sit and order Uber Eats on your phone, you don't get up, you have these people in your life called enablers, they bring food to you, you look like those stories from my 600 pound life, and that you are just a heavyweight slob who sits on a couch and does nothing. Well, that is a huge lie. I would say most of us, you know, people with bad food problems are quite active. I myself am an active individual. I enjoy going on a nice little jog. As I mentioned in my previous episode, the gym is a place I like to call home. I have a great relationship with the gym. And being that we are in quarantine, I have taken back up jogging. Yes, jogging. To me, I go on this nice little route by my house, an hour jog, where I start off on like a path and then I end up at the at the track and it's just nice it opens my lungs i can breathe and it's just a nice experience to put music on and just run for an hour my mind literally just tunes out and i just am able to have a moment of peace and that peace is usually disrupted because i go jogging and the path that i go jogging is right next to a cemetery yes my house is right next to a cemetery the same cemetery in which my dearly mother is buried so every time i go on this beloved jog i am faced with a dilemma do i go in and say hi i have not been to the cemetery to visit my mom in months i was better at going you know when she first died but for some reason Going to the gravesite, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I used to find peace with going. I used to go, cry my eyes out, sob, sob, you know, blow my nose and go on my merry way. And it was nice. Now, I, I can't even look at it. I look at the gates as if they're the black gates opening to limbo. And I just I just can't do it i had this really bad experience at a grave site before i was crying obviously um because my mom died and i'm sitting on my mom's grave site i'm bawling my eyes out i'm dragging my fingers into the dirt i am crying i wasn't putting on a show but i was in my own little space you know enjoying a good cry mommy i miss you mommy i miss you i'm sorry and this and this lady and her two kids come up to me and they're like I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I feel your pain. We're here because we lost someone too. You know, I'm so sorry. I know you miss him. Him? Uh, him? Yeah, you, you lost your husband, right? No, I lost my mom. Oh, okay, well, bye. I, I thought We thought you lost your husband. Mom, <laughs> like they totally dismiss the fact that I was grieving because a woman, I guess, can only grieve about the loss of her husband. That's at least that's what I assume because as soon as I told them I was crying because of my mom, they up and they left. They crypt walk out of there like I was a $2 hoe. Not even a $20 hoe. I was a $2 hoe to them. They did not give a fuck. And that hurt. I just feel like the sacredity of the cemetery was taken away from me because i can't even have 
a sacred space to mourn alone and then when people come into my space they have their assumptions they have their words they have their advice and it's like no if I want to grieve my mom I want to grieve my mom in my way and so I just haven't gone back and I haven't found the 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 irking or the yearning to go back and it honestly sucks it honestly sucks because mother day mother's day <laughs> is coming up in a few days and i feel besides myself as you could probably tell i'm in the subi i'm in the subaru driving and i'm trying my hardest to not go through a drive through because it's it's a lot it, it's a lot dealing right now with these memories and the fact that the day a day that is internationally recognized by everyone to celebrate the woman who gave you life that woman is not here for me to celebrate her i mean i know yes there are other ways to celebrate and blah 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 blah, bong bong boom but it's not the same it's not the same last year out of uh, hopefully she's not listening out of common courtesy we spent it wasn't on mother's day because obviously that's only for my mother but the weekend after my brother and i spent time with our aunt auntie i must say she has been a true auntie she has helped grow us so she has in fact been a mother figure but can't no one take that place of your mother so i mean last year we did something with auntie you know we we went out to dinner you know thank you for being auntie bong bong boom and that shit broke my heart too soon too soon i mean not to say before we never really celebrated auntie on mother's day but it was a card it was a gift it wasn't the full shebang that we gave our mom because that's only for mom mother's day is for my mother i understand it's also for women that you feel are your mother and which which is true yes but it's not for auntie it's for mommy and i think this year i don't even want to think about it i'm just gonna sit this one out i might muster up the courage to walk through those black gates of limbo which is called the cemetery and pay her a visit but honestly i might just stay home and order uber eats So I decided to take a quick break from the Subi just because I wanted to continue the conversation. But Mother's Day, (laughs) I almost wish there was a packet they would hand you um, when your parent dies on how to handle holidays. I feel like it was the biggest curveball, the biggest I don't know what to do with my hands moment when a holiday rolls around and you're just like, oh, F, oh, F, what what do I do? And I feel like ever since she passed away, there's just always been this anxiety over upcoming holidays and specifically Mother's Day. It's like, what do you do? Do you still go to her gravesite to honor her? Do you, I don't know, do something that was one of her favorite things to do? Do you go out to eat? to one of her favorite place to eat in her memory or when you're in quarantine and you are being forced to stay indoors what do you do what do you do so that you can have a positive and uplifting moment reminiscing your parent when all you really want to do is just cry over the loss i, I don't know i really wish 
they, I don't know, made this a lot clearer on how to handle these things. Again, it's going on two years. This is my second year of holidays, my second year of having to figure out Mother's Day, my second year on having to go through this cycle. And it's just, it's so, uh, just, what's the word? It causes anxiety. It causes me to worry it causes me to sweat to get panicked you know one would think i'm starting to come down with symptoms of corona just thinking of this it's it's wild but i i I don't know and the more i think about it the more hungry i get and it is terrible it's about 12 noon now and i'm like i'm ready for a second lunch i had about three breakfasts i'm hunting down a second lunch just because i'm trying to calm my nerves from this anxiety it sucks i definitely think that i have triggers for when i feel that i'm about to eat it's it's like this it's like this rush i'll have my meals that i eat normally just according to time so i wake up um i'm used to eating around 7 38 so even if i'm not hungry 7 38 that's the time i'm gonna eat breakfast because when my day hits and I start getting anxiety, my stomach starts to rumble, and I feel like absolutely nothing can calm that anxiety except just continually eating. Just keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, and hopefully this anxiety will calm down. And it will. It will when I start to feel disgusting, when I feel disgusted with myself, and I say, okay, no, no more, no more food for the rest of the day. You're, you're not going to eat anything else. 12 o'clock comes around. Lunch is by far my most favorite meal of the day, by the way. It is lunch. Brunch? Yeah, I love a brunch or two. But lunch is my most favorite meal of the day. 12 o'clock on the dot. If I do not eat, I get cranky. So I have my regular lunch, which I do well with. Again, me planning my meals is not the problem. It's that hunger again that hits about half an hour later when I get anxiety again. And we're back to square one with this monstrous hunger demon just on my shoulder. Like, go eat, go eat, go eat. And I can fight it for a little bit. You know, I could do something that takes my mind off of it for a while. But guaranteed, it will come back around and it will come back full forced, angry. And I will end up just binging on everything in, in the world, just just everything. And I'm so exhausted from eating. I'm so tired. I end up just sleeping because the mental exhaustion of just going back and forth. I'm hungry. I'm not. I'm hungry. Don't eat. Eat everything. That I don't even go for my jog because I'm just so exhausted. And then by the time I get up, it's cold already because New York, for some reason, it's springtime and it's still in winter. So I can't even be motivated by the weather outside to go get exercise to feel like, okay, at least I'm working off some of this food that I just scarfed down. Anxiety is no joke. I, I remember feeling so upset. I actually say... You know, when you, the first step to recovery is to go, to admit you have a problem and to ask for help. I've asked for help. Again, I've been in therapy. I've went to a doctor, explained to them my anxiety, asked them about medication, and they turned me away. And I don't really quite understand any of that because I've talked to other people and they say, yeah, they just shed a tear and you know tell their doctor they have anxiety and they're prescribed you know uh, like a hundred milligrams of xanax 
I really don't get it. I, I, I don't know. All I know is that there has to be something else to help me other than food. I've thought of taking those uh, weight loss supplemental pills. I know they have them. They're like doctor prescribed. I think it's called like fentamine, something like that. I'm probably saying it wrong. And I know people who have like lost weight on it, things like that. And I don't want to have to go that route. I've been on so many diet programs. It's fucking ridiculous. I was on Jenny Craig and Jenny Craig left me broke, um, left me about $2,000 in debt. You, When you sign up, you think you can manage those weekly food costs. You really, really, really do think you can manage it. But then they add up. You're paying $160, $170 a week. That's on the bare minimum. If I paid for all the bells and whistles they wanted me to have, I would probably be paying $200 a week. But I was paying $160 a week. And that was granted with a discount for being a returning member. And so I'm going along. Okay, you know what? I don't really have money for it this week. So I'm just going to put it on my credit card. And next thing you know... I am about a thousand in debt from trying to be on a program to help me with my issues. And I lost all this weight and it was great. And then when I realized that this program was scamming me out of so much money, I came off of it and I gained everything back. So clearly I was not learning anything being on this program. I mean, it's to each his own when it comes to diet programs, but I am (laughs) realizing that it takes more than a diet program to fix a problem, to fix a true psychological problem with food. I do not believe this has anything to do with me physically. Uh, People have told me, are you sure you're getting enough nutrition? Are you sure you are getting enough of the good fats and and the good oils? And I'm like, yes, I am. That's not the problem. The problem is my head. No one, all these people giving me this advice, no one has experienced the loss the way I do and no one has had this problem that I have and I don't know how long I'm supposed to let this go on for I don't know how long I'm supposed to sit with this and just deal with this day in and day out I absolutely love my boyfriend he's probably the closest person to me right now and he just does not get it he'll be like babe I think your problem is I think you're just really overthinking it Just don't think so much about food. I'm like, sir, when I don't think so much about food, I will gain 60 pounds and you'll be saying, babe, are you okay? And it's just like this constant back and forth, which is people who don't get it, who give you their two cents, who give you their advice, who really have not been through it. My boyfriend, homeboy, has been skinny since since the day he was born. Homeboy has not gained any weight since he came out of his mom's vagina. And he's one who wants to preach to me about eating and and exercise and things like that. And it's like, who made you a diet coach? You've never had to diet a day in your life. All he needs, if he gets a little pudgy in the tummy, all he needs to do is have a week's good night of sleep, week's worth of just good sleep. And and then there he goes, flat tummy. And I'm here just like with rolls upon rolls upon rolls. It makes no sense. It's frustrating. And I'm honestly just constantly at my wit's end. What do you do for a break? Just a break. I need a break from my head. I need a break from my body. And I don't know what to do. It's finger licking grief.
And here we are, just a couple of hours before actual Mother's Day, and I'm a mess. My brother called me today. <laughs> Him out of all people who honestly can never even tell you when the light is turning red, um, says, hey, so if you know, tomorrow's Mother's Day, right? Duh, I know. He couldn't even say the word. He said, you know, uh, tomorrow's a... Uh, 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 and I was like, yeah, I'm well aware tomorrow's that day. We, we couldn't even say the, say the holiday on the phone. Well, holiday, the day on the phone. We couldn't, we couldn't say it. And I feel like it brought up everything I was feeling. All the anticipation, all the anxiety, everything I was trying so hard to suppress. Everything that I was doing such a tremendous job at suppressing, at hiding, at stuffing down to just make it through a couple more days and boom. It all just builds up and explodes and I feel like a total mess. <laughs> uh, leave it to my brother to always be the, the instigator of some terrible cascade of emotions for me. Leave it to my brother. I decided tomorrow I want to go by the gravesite. I want to go. I want to go. I don't know what I'll do there. <laughs> but I decided that I'm going to go. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can make it out in one piece. So it's the day after Mother's Day, and I made it. And I made it. Did I do my personal best? I don't think so. I cried the whole night before. I cried the morning of. I cried the afternoon of. And it was just an overall down and depressing day. But some people really did surprise me yesterday. It was truly full of pleasant surprises. I surprised myself by actually making it to the cemetery. Did I stop to view her grave? No, because it was just way too packed. Literally, it was full of a lot of people, specifically where she was buried. And I was just like, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be around a mess of people when I'm trying to have a nice peaceful moment. I was so jealous of people who had uh um their moms obviously buried in other areas that they were able to sit and have such a really uh, thought-provoking uh, moment. But where my mom is buried, it was just surrounded. It was just surrounded, surrounded, surrounded by a lot of people. You would swear everyone and their mother was there, literally. Um, so, I, I mean, at least I went. It, that's a start, right? For the most part, it was still a sad day. It was... It just was not happy. I couldn't do anything to remember her positively, no matter how hard I tried. It just, I, I don't know, just as I anticipated was not a great day. But as I said, people really did surprise me. I had a couple of close friends reach out to me, sending me love and hugs and thoughts You know, during the day. If I needed anything, call them. One of my friend she really surprised me I mean we have a great relationship but I just didn't expect people to really be thinking of me because they have their own moms they have their own grandmothers they have their own 
sets of you know women in their life that they need to honor so it was just a huge surprise that people thought about me and thought to send me such words of encouragement and empowerment that they were there for me and I, and I truly felt it from the people who messaged me that they were there for me I really knew that they were there for me and I feel like now moving forward I know who my real friends are I know who my real family are I know the people that when I'm having a sad and down day these are the people who are strong enough for me to call they're strong enough to handle my grief they are strong enough to handle the burdens of my loss and sometimes that's the hardest part in the grieving process knowing who are the people who are strong enough to be there with you to take on this this heavy burden with you and to know that it's okay to really feel that when they offer they're not just saying that they actually mean it and it's just nice to know that I'm not alone and there there are people who want to be in this with me that I don't have to feel like I'm burdening anyone with my load and it's it's hard when you feel alone It's so hard when you feel alone that you're in this by yourself, no one who gets it, no one who no one who wants to even try to to be in this in this this flurry of emotion with you. And it honestly can create such bad thoughts. It can even create suicidal thoughts. When you're just so alone and you're at your wit's end. And for me, my wit's end, what makes me jump, and I do jump and I jump to food. That's what it is. We, I think when we're at our wit's end, we all jump. It just really varies on what we jump to. I jump to food to feel better, to feel like I need something to take my pain away. This is going to make my pain go away, so I'm going to eat it away. Speaking of which, I just made a run to the pizza shop. But anyways, I digress. But when you have people that you know you can call, you don't really feel like you have to jump to certain vices. I mean, do I still want it? Do I still want to eat? Yeah. But when I know I have people supporting me, it makes me rethink. It really makes me rethink. And I think part of my tears yesterday were not all just grief. They were tears of happiness to know that I had people there by my side, people who actually loved me, and to feel the love, even if it was just over a text message, to truly feel the love of people who, who want to be there for you. I was truly touched. And it was okay Mother's Day. It really was okay. So today was a bad, bad day. I don't know what snapped, but something really snapped. I really had to sit down and just kind of look at myself and just say, girl, what in the hell are you doing? What, what, what am I doing? So this morning started off pretty fine, actually. I had a orange and a egg for breakfast. I'm like, yes, I'm finally going to get back on this diet or lifestyle change or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to get my ish together. We're going to do it today. So today started off fantastic for lunch. I um, packed some edamame. I was going to eat that with a yogurt. 
and a granola. It's gonna be great. Then for dinner, I'll have some sauteed mushrooms and a salad. Today was going to be great. Then 12 o'clock hit. I ate my edamame and I'm like, you know what? I just need something sweet to just take the tip off. Just, just something sweet to just, just take that edge away. So I said, okay, I guess I'll, I'll just go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a latte. Okay, a latte and a croissant sandwich thingy. So it has like, like ham and cheese and bacon or something in a croissant. I got that. And then I got a donut. And then I got my latte. Okay, cool. Like... That's it. I'm headed back home. Not quite satisfied. Roll up into McDonald's parking lot. That line was out the, like, out the property. Like, it was, the drive through line was wrapping around the corner. So I said, you know what? Maybe not. This is a sign. Go home. Drink some water. Pull up to the KFC. Roll through. Got a two-piece. Dark. Leg and thigh. Nashville hot and a biscuit. Sat there in the parking lot, stuffed it down. Go home. All right, is it? It's you're done. It's time to go home. Just you're, you're full. What are you doing? I wasn't done yet. Pulled out. I'm supposed to be making a right turn to go home. Nope. I made a left. Seven Eleven. Go in there. I get a um, pack of macarons. A four pack of macarons, the raspberry and the vanilla, and a pack of gum. Brought that inside, scarfed that down. Finished a pack of gum in about two hours. What in the hell is wrong with me? I, I really just, I had to sit there and I had to really ask myself, what is wrong with you? And it, it's like, I, I black out. When I'm going on this excursion to literally three different fast food places, I black out and I don't feel full. I could eat anything that I know that, okay, this should be enough food and I just keep going. I don't feel full. It just keep, it just happens. I really have to sit there and just kind of stare out the door like, what was that? Oh my gosh, today... Today was not a good day. I'm quite miserable. I'm upset with myself. I don't know if it's just all this pent-up emotion, frustration, anger, sadness. I don't even know. Maybe it's because I've been, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had enough dick. Or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just my sex life sucks. There's nothing else to quote-unquote release me. So I release myself on food. What kind of monster am I? This is, this is, uh, I'm disgusted. Freaking finger licking grief.